0: Come, Redeemer King, take our minds and think with them. Take my lips and speak with them. Take our hearts and set them on fire with love for you. Through Christ our Lord. For Christians, this day is known by two names. Palm Sunday and the day of the... uh, the day of the Passion. I suspect that's true because it's more pleasant to think about the triumphant entry of Jesus into Jerusalem than it is to think about the blood-stained cross. We call this week Holy Week. We call it holy because Christ's love was poured out for us this week on that day. Hard wood of the cross. It took Christians 300 years to identify with the cross as a symbol. There are two reasons for that at least. One was the simple fact that they didn't want the government to come and take them and do to them what had been done to their Lord. The second reason is more of a theological one. They had a problem with the idea of their Lord being crucified in a shameful death, stripped naked and crucified before the people. When Constantine took over the Roman Empire and changed the name to the Holy Roman Empire, then the crosses came out. Then the crosses came out when religion and the government, We're in cahoots with each other. In a post-Christian culture, even the symbol of the cross may be lost a little bit. I'm thinking about a young woman who had been ordained deacon in the Episcopal Church. She went on a vacation to England. There in London, she wanted to find gifts for her friends back in the United States. She went into a gift shop and a young man was very helpful and he came over and he got out a tray of crosses. They began to look at the crosses one by one, big ones, little ones, decorative ones. And suddenly the man got excited and he said, look, here's one with a wee little man on it. Unaware of what that sacrifice stood for, unaware of the symbol of the crucifix. Tim Rice and Andrew Lloyd Webber and Jesus Christ Superstar asked the million dollar question for today. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, what, who are you and what have you sacrificed? Who are you and what have you sacrificed? Pilate asks Jesus in the Passion Narrative, Are you the King of the Jews? He wants to know who Jesus is. But Jesus mysteriously says to this government official, You say so. Every Holy Week I think about a movie that was made back in the 80s. A movie called The Mission. It's kind of the story in a way of Holy Week, although that's not what it's about. The main character in the movie is Father Gabriel. He has gone above the falls in South America and he's developed a very successful mission where one of his brother priests had failed. That brother priest had been tied to a cross by the Native Americans above the falls and drifted down the river over the falls to his death. But Father Gabriel succeeded because he was talented with music. And he won the Native Americans over and the mission was a great success. It was just one chief problem. Just like the chief problem of Holy Week. The mission was stopping the flow of money. It was tampering with the slave system. And so, the Vatican, along with the king of Portugal, along with the plantation owners, conspired to end the mission. Turn over the tables, throw their money all over the place. That's what the mission had done. And they conspired to put an end to it, just like the people in the Passion tried to put an end to Jesus. Father Rodrigo, one of the priests at the mission, had formerly been a slave trader. Sort of like Barabbas, A criminal who made a living off selling people into slavery. But he had been converted mostly by the love of his fellow priest, Father Gabriel. And the night before the battle was going to take place, as the Portuguese army surrounded the mission, preparing to destroy it. Father Rodrigo went to his friend Gabriel and knelt down before him. He said, Father, I've come to ask you to bless me. Gabriel said, no, if you're right, you'll have God's blessing. If you're wrong, my blessing won't mean anything. If might is right, then love has no place in the world. Maybe so, maybe so. But I don't have the strength to live in a world like that, Rodrigo. After saying that, he picked up his friend and he gave his friend his most valuable possession, his cross, his cross to wear into battle the next day. The next day the battle began and Rodrigo went out to fight the Portuguese with swords and guns and bombs. Father Gabriel, for his part, gathered a whole crowd of small children with him and went out to fight the Portuguese with the only weapon he had, which was the body of Christ, contained in the monstrance and both Rodrigo and Gabriel were shot down by the Portuguese. Both men were gunned down and once again the state in cahoots with religion carried out its grim task of murder. Barbara Brown Taylor has been a teacher to me and she once wrote these words talking about how Christians should be warned about the love of power. She wrote, Jesus was not killed by atheism and anarchy. He was brought down by law and order allied with religion which is always a deadly mix. Beware those who claim to know the mind of God and who are prepared to use force, if necessary, to make others conform. Beware those who cannot tell God's will from their own. Back in the 1970s, there was a successful songwriter named Bobby Braddock. Bobby Braddock had written a song for Tammy Wynette, B-I-V-O-R-C-E. Very successful. He wrote a song for George Jones called He Stopped Loving Her Today. Although he had to beg George to go in a recording studio and record it, George had told him who in the world would want to buy that awful sad song? Save George's career. But Bobby Braddock and George Jones collaborated on a song back in the 70s. It was not a commercial success. It was recorded by B.J. Thomas once and by the Oak Ridge Boys once. It's called, it's called, Would They Love Him Down in Shreveport Today? Don't be afraid. I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> if they saw him riding in, long hair flying in the wind, Would they love him down in Shreveport today? If they heard he was a Jew and a Palestinian too, would they love him down in Nashville today? If they saw him talk to these, the junkies, drunks, and thieves, would they love him out in Wichita today? If he said, give up your money, Would the men think that funny? Would they love him up on Wall Street today? If he made the wine from water and gave it to their sons and daughters, what would those folks in Salt Lake City say? If he said love those who use you and forgive those who abuse you, if he turned the other cheek, what would you say? Would you laugh and call him crazy? and send him on his way. If Jesus came to your town today. Our task this Holy Week is not to ask why this week has to have a tragic end. It is to ask ourselves who Jesus is for us. Two men in the Passion narrative profess. Who Jesus is for them. The first is Peter, who says, Woman, I do not know him. Which was true. He didn't know who Jesus was, he couldn't know because it was only Friday and Sunday had not arrived. The other man was a Roman centurion. Who praised God and said, certainly this man was innocent. The only one in the Passion narrative who declares him innocent. This week is holy. Because Jesus gave up his life for us. It reminds us that might does not make right. And there's still hope for love. Still, hope for love with Jesus' arms stretched out on the hardwood of the cross. May each of us open our hearts to the power of love this week. That power was expressed in weakness on the cross. To a world gone completely mad with the love of power, the cross is a symbol of shame and futility, but for those moved by its might, it is the source of our strength and ultimately our redemption. May it be so. May it be so.